Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael. Episode 18. <laughs> Welcome to the Dingus and Dongus debacle. Hey. Is like Dr. Zoidberg? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the comic we went with this week is Sentient by uh, Jeff Lemire. It uh, came out on TKO, just like uh, Seven Deadly Sins that we did last time. Yep. And I loved the story. It was phenomenal. Yeah. There were a couple moments where I was like, oh, this is what's going to happen. And then that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, well, this was a very well done story and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Oh, definitely. Uh, so the premise is... Um, Earth is fucked, presumably climate change related. Basically, Earth is becoming uninhabitable. So uh, the Earth government starts shipping people off to a new planet to to colonize. Yeah, Yeah. establish a colony. Twist is uh, apparently there's a separatist faction at the colony that doesn't want Earth to rule. They want to be their free peoples, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a common trope yep it's like we're out here in the space wild west yep. we're gonna govern ourselves fuck you earth yeah so i, I can get with that to right. a degree and that's uh, <clears throat> where the main conflict comes in so we follow the uss montgomery i believe that yep. the ship yep and very early on you learn that one of the separatists is on that vessel and essentially kills all adults yep like, uh, immediately. Yeah. First issue, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, there's a cat scratching. Cat scratch fever. <laughs> One of the things I didn't like was the art. Oh, yeah? It reminded me of a PBS children's cartoon. Yeah. It, and it was just, meh. It wasn't horrible, you know, it wasn't repulsive. Right. But it was, it was dumb. It was, uh, I mean, I didn't really have too much of an issue with it. Like, everything looked very childish. It's kind of just there. Yeah. But, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're dealing with a ship filled with kids, essentially. Yep. And, um, oh, okay, so what happened was uh, all the adults died. And then the ship AI had to take over and essentially raise the kids yes. and get them to the colony. Yes. It was like, oh... Because the AI's protocols got deactivated. Yep. So that it could be used to help kill things. Right. And and essentially uh, allow... Well, because uh, part of the parameters is uh, kids can't tell the AI what to do or whatever. Right, or right. But since it's just going to be kids, you know, the AI needs to have more freedom. And th- that's when... When that happened, when the AS started taking over and the kids are left all alone with each other and just the AI, that's when the book really grabbed me because that's such a, in a weird way, a very relatable situation where you're essentially thrown into a situation where you're just not prepared. Yeah, and you have to nut up or die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, the really... Uh, if you wanted to boil down what the story was, it's dealing and processing with grief mm-hmm. and dealing and processing trust issues yeah, and, and personal growth and responsibility. Yeah, and in the face of complete uncertainty. Right, absolutely. 
I did like how Val, the AI, Val, Val, mm-hmm. Val yeah, in the beginning, we'll say quarter of the whole story, she was very, very much artificial intelligence and right. in how she was portrayed in her text bubbles. Mm-hmm. But then later on, it was... Uh, she shifted to a more affectionate right. sounding AI, which was intentional, we find out, mm-hmm. to help soothe the younger of the children. Right. So they're not freaking out like 24-7. But I thought that was pretty cool that the artificial intelligence evolved over the course of the book. Right. It's like, good job, Jeff Lemire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Growth as a character. Yeah, exactly. And uh, on that point, like, the book... Uh, starts out with a uh, little narration about you know this is a story about our mother our mother right in which case the narrator is actually referring to the ship because the ship essentially became the uh, mother the mother for of all these uh, children all the kids yep and yeah it's it's just a really well told story one part that I liked because there's two ships mm-hmm. eventually both with AI so they're being boarded. By the other separatist colony ship, and Victor, I believe, was that AI started taking control. Mm-hmm. And I liked how it was a visual representation on the screen of red and blue. Oh, right. So over time, you could see how much progress this other AI has made in taking over Montgomery, but uh, also gave a sense of urgency. What I liked though was when Val like got the little snipper claws <laughs> and is like destroyed. <laughs> Victor's oh yeah, robot. Yeah, thing. that was just fun. Yeah, Val does some pretty <laughs> brutal stuff in this book. Yeah, she, in the very first issue, she used her robot arms to to essentially kill uh, the separatist lady. Lady, yeah, yeah. impaled her right, yeah, right in front of the kids yeah. too. So I'm sorry, y'all had to see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, well, oops, traumatize yep. you guys for life, but uh, that's hey, what it had to happen. Yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. You were gonna die. Was the mom going to kill him? I can't remember now. Uh, no, I think uh, the, the mom wasn't going to kill the kids. It's just she wants to defy, you know, whatever the mission was. Gotcha. And Val couldn't let that happen. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Val's still trying to protect the mission. Right. Right. And Well, and then to the trust issue, like her son was the one that no one liked and no one wanted to trust because right. they assumed he was in on it. Right. And then we find out later when Lil, I guess she ends up becoming one of the more prominent characters, mm-hmm. the oldest child, goes on to this refueling station. Like, he's the one that went after her mm-hmm. and bashed a psycho dude upside the head. Yeah, he essentially <clears throat> saves her. Yeah, and that kind of helps build that trust between those two yep. also. Whereas before, she hated him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Your mom is a bitch. <laughs> and it's understandable. Cause, yeah. I mean, like, his mom killed everybody's parents. Right. And uh, she has no reason, really, to, to necessarily even trust the, the other kid. Yeah. Like, like you were all. in on it the whole time. You yeah. knew what was going on. Right. What the hell? It was funny, too. Uh, after Robot Lady, or uh, Lady Kills Everyone, Val like starts cleaning them up. Oh yeah. <laughs> and at first they the, there's the caption and it was kind of like a shoot caption. Mm-hmm. So in my head I visualize like Val is in some sort of AI robot on the ship chopping up the human. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. And then it went to the panel and no, she's just 
carting them, basically, and putting them in an airlock. Right. It's like, oh. Well, damn, I kind of wish the Val was chopping them up. <laughs> like, and then this kid goes out and sees it. But that was a nice little resolution for the kids, I guess. They got to see their dead parents. Yeah. For sure. Like, it was a kind of... Because there were some kids that were like, well, maybe they're not dead. Right. So it was like a definitive, like, yeah, they are. Right. Here they say goodbye type of thing. Right. A little morbid, but I guess it makes sense. Well, I mean... Closure. Yeah, it's closure, and it's kind of just uh, a turning point in their lives. It's like, all right, here, this this chapter has ended. We're on to the next one. Yep. For you guys. This yep. is the next part of your life, and... You know, whether you're ready or not, it's happening. Yep. And the book is kind of laid out in that sense, yeah. too. Yeah, that, that scene where the dead parents just floated out while the, the kids are watching <laughs> and the airlock's just, oh, that's heavy, man. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine what, oh. <laughs> like, okay, well, shit. Yeah. So one of the things that... Okay, so they go to the refueling station, meet this guy. This guy's crazy, saying he's going to come get you. Victor's going to get you or what have you. The skinny of it is there is another ship. They are a separatist faction, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to take over the colonizing ship. Right. Right. So what I thought was going to end up happening was, like, Val really was kind of a bad AI, like Mm -hmm. a rogue AI, and the kids didn't know better, and I thought maybe this Victor ship was there to truly help, like they were saying. Right. And then I thought maybe the kids were going to kill them off and kind of fuck themselves because yeah. they just killed the help. Right. You know, it, that didn't end up being the case. No. But it reminded me of, uh, have you seen The Mist? Yeah. And at the end when the dad kills his family and mm-hmm. then himself. Right. And then the army comes and shows up, like his help was minutes away. That's the kind of vibe I thought I was going to experience. Yeah. And I was completely wrong. <laughs> it would have been a much, admittedly to me, it would have been a much cooler story. Yeah. But it would have ended the story too soon. Yeah. Like, there, it would have been too soon. But I thought that would have been a great ending. Like, oh, you killed your only help. Now you're fucked with the rogue AI floating in space till you're dead. <laughs> but no, they actually make it to the colony. Right. They make it to the colony. Well, I mean, but then you kind of know, right? Because. At the very beginning of the story, it, it tells you this is a story about our mom. So, right. You know, somebody survived right. to tell the story. Yep. And I, yeah, it's just... Well, that whole narrative piece was interesting, too, because you don't know what... You have misguided judgments and assumptions about what they're talking about. Right, that's true. Throughout the whole... Every step. Right. And then at the end, it all makes sense. Right. It's like, oh, those narrative squares. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! Okay, that yeah, makes perfect sense. Puzzle now. pieces all fit exactly together, right, and it's wrapped up nicely. And um, I, I particularly like uh, how the little boy was able to save a portion of Val. Yes. And at the end, you see them like teaching Val to learn. Yeah, to yeah. learn. Yeah. And now it's their turn to be her parent. Yep. And it's like, oh, it's just like Alabama, <laughs> where your mama's your your. Your daughter, your daughter, your mama. Do they have time travel in Alabama? Yes, they do. <laughs> and your stepdaddy is your mama's sister. Is your mama's sister? Yeah. Man, Alabama. They're really progressive in Alabama. 
I mean, you got time travel. You got uh, transgender. <laughs> Man. And, and intersex. Yeah. Intersex. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. And then a thumb drive with artificial intelligence porn on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I've always enjoyed uh, Jeff Lemire's book just because he's such a good storyteller and tells, like, these really cool stories that... that are kind of out there and uh, like sci-fi oriented or fantasy oriented, but still like is incredibly relatable. Yeah, the crux of this is dealing with change and dealing with the unknown. Yep. Yep. And that's something I think you know everybody uh, can relate to at some level. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just in this case, it's uh, fucking AI out in space with. Like 20 kids. Oh, yeah. In a communications dead zone. Oh, yeah. Mention. yeah. So they can't call anyone for help. Right. Yeah. Man, that's that's got to be so fucking scary. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh... it, it was cool, though, because she taught them. She raised them mm-hmm. and taught them skills they needed to learn to survive. Right. And then when they left that ship into the other ship, they used those skills that Mama Val taught them mm-hmm. to, fly to, to manually fly a ship. Right. To safety. Right. To live. And I was like, Gah! Yeah, I thought it was really cool how uh, Val was able to, like, delegate based on, like, their particular strengths and yep. stuff. Yep. And their particular interests. It's like, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Good job. <laughs> you're a good mom. You're, you're a great AI. Yeah. More artificial intelligence should raise children. Exactly, right? <laughs> the album is two. Is, I assume it's two? 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 T I mean, dot O dot O dot H dot <laughs> with exclamations surrounding. Right. It, it's an acronym for Total Obliteration of Humanity. Ah. So the album is Total Obliteration of Humanity. That's the band. Yeah. The album is Free Speech <laughs> yes. by them. Uh, it's out on Lava Dome Productions last year, 2020. Mm-hmm. And it fucking rolls. It, it's a little spastic. Yeah. And it's interesting because it has beautiful solos, especially track four, mm-hmm. kind of sprinkled in, and then spastic weirdo shit, and then mm-hmm. some grinds. Yeah. And parts of it kind of remind me of Psy's Imaginary Sound Escape in touches here and there. Yeah. And then there's just a solo that's great, but doesn't fit with the rest of the music. <laughs> like, what the hell are you... What is this? But it kind of sucks me back in. Yeah. I kind of get lost... Uh... Like, I would listen to it, and I'd get lost in, in in the chaos, I guess you could say. Yeah. I don't know, but then the solo would, like, suck my attention back in, then I'd get lost a little bit yeah. sometimes. I think it's... They got really fucking cool riffs. They, they're really fucking cool yeah. riffs. Yeah. I don't know if it's correct, but, like, it sounds like to me that there's a lot of Eastern European melodies. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. It, that's a really cool aspect of their music. Have you listened to the, any of their prior stuff? Not any with any okay. depth. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, it's always like been spastic, and the second and third album had a lot of that that same uh, vibe of like Eastern uh, European melodies, and instead of you know just straight up uh, harsh vocals, there's uh, vocal melodies as well. Gotcha. Yeah, but uh, what I noticed with this particular album is uh the use of like keyboards and stuff mm-hmm. that um and it's 
not as well well incorporated as say uh, what we discussed last time with the forest. But I thought it added a um, nice element. Do they typically not? Uh, not that I recall. Either. Okay. Because I've only heard like bits here and there, yeah. and then that's pretty much it. Yeah. So uh, I did. I was staring at the artwork because I try and make it a point now to at least look at the cover art, if mm-hmm. nothing else. And instantly, just with its colors and most of the shapes outside of the infinity O's, mm-hmm. reminded me a lot of African art or Caribbean art. Mm. Very geometric and bright colors. Okay, I can so, see Oh, that. that's cool. Yeah. And then, it, this was a fun little path that I went down that I've never really had this experience with looking at album art before. And it's going to be dumb as hell. But it like it blew my mind. So their name is an is T O O H mm-hmm. with the dots, right? Right. And I'd always seen it kind of just blocky letters with exclamation marks. This one, so I initially saw four white dots: two on the bottom left, two on the top right. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell are those white dots? What the fuck are they doing? And I sat there. It's like, oh, duh, it's their name. It's like, why are they at the top? And then it it, it dawned on me that. The infinity symbol, mm-hmm. the two O's, is just two O's, and one half the name got twisted upside yeah. down, and I was just like, God <laughs> damn it, because the H is an H, ups- right. uh, capitalized H is upside down, right side up. Like, clever, clever. I was like, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it took me literally connecting the dots to realize what they were doing. <laughs> this is. And it was just a really exciting experience for me. Yeah. More so than the album, if I'm being honest. It's like, oh, that was really cool. <laughs> I figured out this puzzle that's really not a puzzle. But how many people sit and think about it? I didn't. <laughs> yeah. And for whatever reason, I did. And I. it was just really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with the music at all. Well, it's cool when, uh, when people... Um take the effort to do stuff like that for, yeah for whatever they're making right like add little details just like that um for for i guess people curious enough to to look into it yep and i don't know when they switched to this logo because i'm i'm literally it's like i don't know times new roman font basically yeah. was the old one you know yeah. simple so i don't yeah i have no fucking clue um i mean they went on hiatus for a while um it's kind of sad actually it was like what um I think when after they released the third album, apparently there's some like issues with the label or whatever, and um, caused one of the guys to like go into a nervous breakdown and yeah, not yeah. quit. I did not know that. Yeah. So they they're Eastern European, right? Uh, they're Czech. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I wasn't. I knew they weren't from the U.S. Yeah. I just couldn't remember. I thought they were that or Russian or something. But... Yeah. So check. Yeah, I mean, you take a look at some of the uh, any of the song names. Yeah, the song like, names. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's not English. That's not American. <laughs> and I'm not even gonna bother trying nope. to Mm-mm. pronounce any of that. It's all on the internet. Yeah, that's all. It's on the internet. Yep. But um, shit, brain fart now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> two for two. Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> My brain is, uh, I mean, already, it, like, everybody's brain is jelly, but, like, mine is, like, turning into, like, moldy jelly, I think. I think the term is, you are smooth-brained right now. Smooth-brained? Yes. 
Not wrinkle brain. <laughs> All the wrinkles have been smoothed out. So it's, your uh, thoughts just slide well, right off. Well polished. <laughs> yeah. It's like those, uh, those Japanese uh, hammer ball things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Somebody took a hammer to my brain, smoothed it out. Yep. But what would you call this? It's not grind. There's definitely grind in it. And I think that's probably the root. It's like pro- proggy grind. Yeah. Experimental. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, I mean, listen to it at least once. Yeah. There's some merits to it. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, I personally, I enjoyed it a lot. Right. Um, but I could see, like, it not being everybody's cup of tea. Yep. Because it is, it is really really fucking weird yes um especially some of the samples they included like that first song uh with the little farty sounds yes <laughs> i think and uh baby noises yeah. or whatever and there's like a bird apparently <laughs> yeah and i guess i i was told that it's a bird sample that's also often used in tiktok videos what yeah so I, I, it's just, I, it's probably just a common bird sound, like, yeah. a, or whatever. It's a stock bird? Yeah, I guess. A stock bird that's also used in TikTok videos. <laughs> I was told. I was like, I don't, How okay. How did you find out? Holly told me. Oh, really? She was listening to it with me. Oh. And then Holly frequents TikTok for animal yeah. videos. And then she's like, oh, they use that symbol in TikTok all the time. I was like, no shit. <laughs> all right, I'm going to. Write that down, <laughs> and we're going to maybe talk about it. <laughs> See, now that, that's got me curious about, like, okay, what are they, you know, talking about? What are the lyrics now? Like, if they're using TikTok samples. Well, I don't know if it's a TikTok sample. Yeah. I think it's just a sample that's been used in TikTok. Okay. Gotcha. So they're not, they didn't pull it from TikTok necessarily. Right. It's okay. just, you know. But it's something well known enough. Apparently, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, now now I'm pretty curious. Like, what are you guys talking about? Huh? I'm, birds? Do are the lyrics on? Have you? Are, do you have access to the lyrics? I think they're on Metal Archives, but they're all in Czech. Right. So. Well, you can get a super poorly translated version real quick on just Google Translate. Yeah, that's true. It won't be perfect, right? But it'll give you. A, Enough if they're talking about songbirds, or torturing birds, or imprisoning birds. Or maybe it's just a um, recipe for roast songbird. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a recipe book that was a Dungeons and Dragons recipe book. Oh. Of actual food items that you and I could eat. Yeah. But from Dungeons and Dragons, and I flipped through it, and it was cool tell. And I put it back. <laughs> That's kind of like that uh, restaurant in um, Japan that uh, does the Monster Hunter foods. Oh, I didn't it's know a, that yeah, existed. Mo- Monster Hunter uh, Cafe or whatever. It's yeah, it's all food um, inspired by like dishes in the game. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I would love to go to a D and D tavern and eat and drink D and D food yeah. items. You know, by a professional chef. Right. Like, not just some deep-fried chicken tenders or whatever, you know? <laughs> like, actual. Right. That would just be cool. That that would be neat. And, like, 
have the the restaurant decorated like a tavern, right? Yeah, in D and D, that'd be pretty fucking fucking sweet. I agree. I hmm, I'm now I'm wondering like, should the staff be like cosplaying? Yeah, I mean if you're doing it, go for it. Yeah, you got to sell it at that Man, point. That's that's gonna be a pain in the ass for the staff at least. Well, I would agree. Uh, but I feel some staff would love it. Yeah. And if you treat them and pay them right, yeah. like a fucking human, right? <laughs> then they get to be fucking well, nerds like, and make money. Okay. So so in my head, I got an image of like servers dressed up as adventurers serving food. But that's not, that's like, that could get really cumbersome. And what, what's more likely is, I guess, dressed up as, I don't know. Medieval servant? Yeah, just commoner clothing. Yeah. yeah. Tunics? Yeah, boring tunics, yeah. basically. What do they wear at uh, medieval times? I don't... Not the horse fighters, but like the servers. It, it's been so long that I don't even yeah, remember. Me, same. I think I've been there like <laughs> once. I've been there also only once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good roast chicken. Yeah. We should look for a group on it and go to medieval times after I'm vaccinated. Is this still around? I don't know. Presumably. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. yeah. Probably not as fun as I'm picturing it. (laughs) Uh, How long is it? It's like an hour, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've sat through an hour of bullshit before, though. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. Yeah, let's not. T-O-O-H. It's awesome, (laughs) I think. Yes. Um, It has pretty solos that don't fit with the rest of the music. It's spastic, and uh, it's got neat melodies. Would you say, for you, that it's spastic and fantastic? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes. Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael.